What you missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. We are in the company of iconic sports broadcaster Colette Wong, who works as a presenter and correspondent for Fox Sports Asia, talking about her road to success. He was uh, the 2016 Asian Sports Presenter of the Year, Colette. Uh, when you won that award and you look back on your career, did it make you wonder how far you'd come? You know, I keep forgetting that I've won that award because I wasn't actually present at the awards ceremony, unfortunately. But I do have the award. It is on my desk. And yes, I mean, when you look back, um, gosh, I got into this industry in 1996. 96, right? 96. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know more I know, than I, know I your do. I know story better than you because I, I, I was researching the story and I looked up 1996. So that is. Look, 22 years, that, that's a long time. Uh, and, and it was a different media world back then. Uh, it was. Why did you choose uh, sports presenting? Well, I kind of fell into it. Um, my initial, initially, I wanted to get into the Ministry of Foreign Affairs because I studied politics and economics. So when I thought about what I wanted to do post-university, I thought that would suit me. You know, I, I liked politics. I really enjoyed it. And my big ambition was working for embassies around the world. So mm. it could bring me around the world and I'd be able to travel a little bit. And we should point out that you studied in Dublin. Uh, you went to school in Singapore, but you did your university studies That's in That's right. I was, I was three years at uh, University College Dublin and three amazing years. If, if anyone has not been to Ireland, I recommend that that should be on your bucket list of holiday destinations. But I digress. So I came back and um, I came back to look for a job. So I had applied for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and I had been accepted for the first round of interviews. And then I I bumped into a sports broadcaster, Lance Alexander. Oh, I, I, Lance, I, yes. yes, we know him well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I was doing some part-time work at Mediacorp Studios, and that's where I bumped into him. And, and you know, he said, oh, if you're not doing anything or you're looking for a job, oh, we're looking for sports reporters. And given my sports background, I thought, wow, you know, mm. that never crossed my mind, working working as a sports reporter or working in the sports industry. Working is something that's just a hobby. Correct. Mm. That didn't cross my mm. mind. And when he mentioned it, I thought, Wow, that sounds very exciting. Mm. So I went through the entire process and I got the job. So once I had a job, the my, my whole ambition of working at the Ministry of Foreign <laughs> Affairs kind of took a back seat because, you know, I was doing something that I really loved. And so that was my first foray mm. into, into mm. sports television. I started out as a field reporter mm -hmm. and uh, we were covering, um, at that time, we had our own uh, sports show. On Premier 12 back then, we had uh, a show on a Wednesday and a Sunday, and we had a lot of locally produced segments. So me as a field reporter, I was very, very busy going out, um, making appointments to, to meet athletes and administrators and doing interviews and, and stories. And it was just such a wonderful time in my life. Yeah, and, and we should point out that your brother, Brendan, was a presenter as well. He was, And yes. now he's at Tomasek. Now he's at Tomasek Polytechnic. Yeah. Yes, he's the head of corporate communications there. So what, what kind of you know inspiration did he give you, if at all? Uh, because he was your older brother, and mm. you've got two older brothers, Brian and Brendan, and they're a lot older than you. Um, so you were almost like the little you know sister. Yes, I was the <laughs> little did, sister. Did, 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 did that inspire you somehow? Um, well, Brendan... Brendan got into television very early on. He graduated from university and um, got a job at Media Corp, uh, as, as it is called now. And he started working on a program called Fi Friday Background. And he later on became the, the face of news on, on Channel 5. Mm. So he did that for many, many years. And now I never saw myself as working on television because 
of him. I mean, he, he never inspired me to want to take up a job in television. Just never crossed my so mind. Didn't, didn't, that wasn't the reason? No, it wasn't mm. the reason. But he was partly the reason for me getting a job at Media Corp because it was him who recommended me to one of his friends uh, who knew I was looking for a part-time job at Media Corp. And so I was working with their VizPro Productions, and that was mainly entertainment. I was doing a part-time job with them. Right. And it was during that stint when I met Lance Alexander and, you know, as the rest as they the say. The rest is history. history. Yeah. <laughs> and then you did uh, have a foray into business uh, presenting. I think that was when we met, uh, for, first of all, maybe, you know, eight, 15, 18 yes, years ago. Right. So CNBC, that was a bit of a boot camp for you. After it early was. in the morning and you're not doing sports. Tell us about that chapter in your life. Yeah, well, I by this point in time, I'd been four years at Mediacorp Studios mm. and Sports City as, mm. as it later evolved into. And I was having a great time. I mean, I I owned it. We had our own uh, sports show and it it was a great time in my life. But I felt that at that time, I felt like I needed to challenge myself a little bit more. I'd been doing sports news, sports television now for for four or five years. And I'd been to, you know, I'd been to the Commonwealth Games. I'd been to the Sea Games. I'd traveled around the world because of sports television. But and I was getting a bit too comfortable, so I felt that I had to challenge myself. And you certainly and did that. I certainly did that. <laughs> and, um, you know, I met someone at, from CNBC, and I said, yes, I want to get into news broadcasting. And they gave me the opportunity, and that's where I was for three years. And I, I did I did news for three years at CNBC. And you did the – I can remember when we met, you were doing the really early shift. Oh, my goodness. I was up <laughs> at 2 – 40 or yes 2:45 in the morning wow. to get to work by 3:30 mm. in the morning and I was doing this every day Monday to Friday and finishing work at 1 p.m. Wow. So wow. it was really hard on my body and that was partly the reason why I decided to move on because my body was breaking down I, I couldn't handle the hours anymore um, I was falling sick a lot of the time and and I really put in my heart and soul into mm, my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but after a while, I just couldn't do it any any longer. Mm. So I just felt that was a good time for me to take a break and, and to move on. Yeah. And in 2004, you moved to ESPN Star Sports, which is, sort of became uh, what you're currently working for, Fox Sports Asia, and became a, a well-known news presenter. And of course, we, we worked together during that period. Mm. So that was really, the, I would say, the prime of sports news in Southeast Asia. That was when it was before um, Netflix and all the internet uh, took off as far yeah. as the, our smartphones. So that was the golden era, era it wasn't was, it? It was. It was absolutely gold, the golden era. And even today, when I walk around town, you know, I meet a lot of people who come up to me and they say, oh, Colette, um, we grew up watching you. Mm, and, you know, these are mm. kids who are now not kids anymore. 30. They're in their 20s <laughs> and 30s. And, and they yes. say, oh, that was our go-to program. We would we would have dinner and we'd switch on at 7.30 and we would watch you and Jason Daisy on mm. Sports Center. And that was just regular viewing for them. Mm. But, of course, now things have changed with the advent of, you know, Digital technology, the internet, and everything is so readily available at the touch of your fingertips. So it's now changed these days. We we at Fox Sports, we no longer have a news program anymore. Yeah, you know, that's that, that was the mainstay yeah. for yes. years and years and yeah. years. That that was the one thing that kept us going. That was the flagship of Fox Sports. It was, and uh, ESPN star before As that. well, yes. You know, we're talking to Colette Wong, a sports broadcaster with Fox Sports Asia, about how 
Television and sports broadcasting has changed so much over the years. You know, uh, funny that you mentioned people coming up to you in the street. I was in India mm-hmm. and someone said, oh, I remember watching you and Colette Wong. And I'm like, I'm in India. <laughs> what you? But, they, oh, we like the Southeast Asian version of, uh, of uh, a sports center. So it's, it's, it's really strange how sometimes people remember you for a certain thing and, yeah. and many decades have gone by and you're doing different things. So it, it, it is interesting. But today uh, you're working on a lot of big events, sports events, you know, Wimbledon, you're working on golf. Uh, you're getting out mm. there and about there. So your, your role's changed. You're more of a correspondent, I guess, because less yes. of a, you know, someone in the studio working on autocue yes. and, and news shows. Yes. Although that was what I enjoyed most because I grew up with a very news background, mm. be it sports or be it general news. Mm-hmm. But you're right. My role has changed um, over the years and very recently as well, because up until last year, we, we had that half hour yes. program, Fox yes. Sports Central, which we were doing every day. That is now defunct. So as you mentioned, I'm being sent around the world to cover other sporting events. I've just come back from Wimbledon. It was mm-hmm. a wonderful three-week trip there, my first trip to Wimbledon. Oh, fantastic. Um, the weather was stunning, uh, so that obviously added to the entertainment. Are you sure you're in the UK? <laughs> I know. I thought I wasn't right, in the yeah, UK. But yeah. it was. And now I'm going to the US Tennis Open mm, uh, at the Flushing end of Meadows. August, Flushing Meadows. And I'm really looking forward to that because that, again, will be my first trip to the US Open. Um, you know, I've got regular stints to the Masters uh, every April. Yep, golf is uh, one of your big loves. I mean, how challenging is it having your, your two kids, 10 and 12, I believe, is mm. that right, ages? So having that now and traveling as a mum, uh, obviously it's not the same as it was when there were babies and you were working as a yes. presenter then. So how yes. challenging is that? Well, the good thing is now that they're 10 and 12, they're a little bit more independent. So I feel that I don't have to be present with them all the time. When they were younger, my mother, my maternal instincts would kick in automatically. Mm. They'd be the first things that would kick in. And I always felt I had to be with them, which is natural. But now they're a little bit older, you know, they can use a phone. They can call me. They can FaceTime oh, me. FaceTime's so changed things, hasn't FaceTime it? has absolutely revolutionized the way I feel about my job now because maybe three, four years ago, I wouldn't have traveled as much. I wouldn't be doing tennis tournaments, which take me away from home for three weeks. The most I'd go away for a week and mm. then I'd have to come home, mm. see my kids, mm-hmm. be with them. Um, so... Yes, the fact that they're older now makes it much easier for me to leave home. Of course, I I miss them dearly when I'm away. But at the same time, I feel, wow, this is a new lease of life for me in terms of my career. Because, you know, in the past where I said, used to say no to Wimbledon. Now Mm. I I say to myself, well, the kids are older now. Mm. Um, My daughter travels by herself to school and back. So she doesn't need that kind of... Uh, guidance, you know, she doesn't need that adult guidance with her all the time. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very secure in knowing that my kids will be all right when mm. I'm away. Mm. So that has changed the fact that they're older. And what kind of legacy would you like to leave uh, as a broadcaster and a journalist? Yeah, have you thought about that? About the next steps in your career? Next steps in my uh, career. <laughs> it's interesting. You put think, you on the spot here, Colette. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I love kids. Uh, you know that. And I've always, I've always seen myself as a teacher to kids, mm. not so much older kids, not those in the polytechnic where I can impart my knowledge mm. of television mm. and journalism mm. and, and media, but more the younger kids because that's I'm, I'm really attracted to young kids and and their minds and how you can help to mold their minds and and they're great fun, you know, they give you such a a lease on life and they're so refreshing. So 
I'm not saying that this is what I'm going to do, yeah. but in an ideal situation, going into kind of uh, early childhood education would be something I would be interested in doing. But at the same time, given all the experience that I've picked up over the years in, in television and media and sports journalism, I, it would be a bit of a waste for me to throw that all away and start completely afresh in a new career. So at this stage, I am at a crossroads. I love what I'm doing at the moment. So I have no kind of, you know, long-term thoughts about what I'm going to do 10 years down the road. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. Well, Colette, it's been a pleasure to uh, share a live broadcast with you once again. First time in 12 years, I think it is. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> but who's counting? You are. <laughs> <laughs> Many thanks uh, for being our guest here on Weekend Mornings and continued success in your uh, very impressive career. Thank you very much, Jason. Thanks for getting me in.